everyone. Welcome to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that assists families suffering from the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. We are Momless again this week. We are only Momless again for another two episodes. Bryn made it back into the country safely, thank goodness. She is self-quarantining herself with her family, as I hope many of you are. Follow some orders to make sure those around us stay safe and sound. I know these are crazy times, but folks, if we do this now, we'll be able to really help out those who are vulnerable, and we'll make sure that all of our loved ones stay safe. Uh, we are talking today, this is our third episode in the line of Grief and Fatherhood series. Last week, as you know, we talked to Brad Tower. What an excellent interview. Good man. An excellent conversation with Brad about his life since the accident with his children and how he's been able to cope with his grief day to day. This week, we are talking to Chuck Cope. Some of you who have been associated with Raise for Rowan may know a little something about Chuck Cope. That name may actually ring a bell for those who have been associated with Raise for Rowan for a while. Chuck's daughter, Morgan, passed away um, tragically in an accident along the highway when she was coming home from WSU for Thanksgiving break. In her honor, Chuck started a scholarship fund, which Raise for Rowan manages and helps distribute the funds for. And so Chuck came on the show to talk a little bit about his story of loss and how he deals with the grief on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, before we dive into the interview, though, last month you may have remembered that on this podcast we did an angel profile. So this is something we plan on doing every single uh, month. We have a new angel every single month that we try and reach out to and kind of get to know. And then we do a little write-up. It goes in our e-newsletter. It goes on our social media page. And we highlight that angel on our podcasts. So today I am going to honor Kyla Loomis. And we're going to talk a little bit about Kyla. Kyla, of course, um, is one of our angels. She acquired her wings on September in September of 2015. Um, and uh, this is her story. Kyla's every photo beams with her infectious smile. An Olympia High School sophomore, Kyla was diagnosed with an inoperable high-grade glioma tumor and a teenage girl's life that was once filled with sports, music, and friends quickly shifted to hospital stays, chemotherapy, and radiation. Over the course of her 17-month fight, Kyla fought the only way she knew how, with fire in her heart and a smile on her face. Despite the struggles of treatment, her family was blessed to fulfill one of Kyla's biggest dreams when they made a trip to the East Coast. Two Broadway shows, Fourth of July fireworks over the Hudson River, the, the best Philly cheesesteak a foodie's dream, the Rocky statue, a Times Square filled their whirlwind trip. Endless photos were taken and memories were etched in their hearts as Kyla and her family marked items off her bucket list one by one. On September 18th, 2015, Kyla acquired her wings, but not before her smile touched the world. No one understands. I can't replace my cell phone because her voicemail messages are still there, Kyla's father, Mike, says, fighting t back tears. Kyla's Facebook page still floods with messages and photos from her friends, teammates, and teachers. Her smile drives her family, honoring her through participation in Toys for Tots, Relay for Life, 
No Kid Fights Alone, Child Cancer, Childhood Cancer Awareness, Brain Cancer Gray Matters 365, and of course, the Kyla Loomis Foundation. If a photo is worth a thousand words, Kyla's smile in every one of them is priceless. And that is Kyla Loomis. What an amazing one. And we want to we want to thank Mike for sharing his story and sharing the story of, of his daughter. Thank you to Carly Faccio for uh, for writing these. These are sensational pieces. We we really hope that we are able to honor the angels who have passed away. What a fantastic way of doing that. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I am going to dive into the interview with Chuck Cope. Here it is. All right, so we are here with Chuck Cope. He is uh, the father of Morgan Cope. Chuck, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, you're welcome, Philip. This is our very first sort of call-in of the entire podcast, so uh, we'll see how this works. <laughs> and had mixed reviews when we tried it the first time. Yeah, you bet. No worries. All right, no worries. All right. So, Chuck, some folks uh, who are associated with Raise for Owen might have heard the Cope name. But they might not know the specifics behind it. Can you talk a little bit about your daughter, uh, Morgan, and yeah. kind of share your story of, of loss? Yeah, you bet. Morgan was um, a sophomore over at Washington State University, and she had um, she was coming home for Thanksgiving break. Uh, she just got off work and was driving back on Highway 26. And roughly about 45 minutes or an hour into the drive, um, she was involved in a head-on car collision where she was killed. Mm. And, you know, it just really took the breath from a lot of us. I mean, yeah. my uh, Morgan uh, was my only daughter. Um, she's the youngest of the grandkids yeah. on my, you know. Um, so it, it, she was just one of those, you know, it, it, again, she was – um, the kind of kid that brightened the room, yeah. you know, very, very outgoing, just, you know, was one of those kids that, um, had a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, people loved her. You know, I get questions all the time. Oh, you're Morgan's dad. Oh, yeah, we love yeah. her. She's a great kid. You know, just that kind of thing. And, and, and never, you know, whether it was a parent or, um, and even, um, you know, at Morgan's, uh, service, there was nine, over 900 people. Wow. Wow. You know, and it was, and it, it just, um, you know, I just got a, a ton of out, you know, outpouring from kids, parents, everything, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, that just really love Morgan. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it was hard and it still is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you came to meet Bryn and raise for Rowan? Yeah, you bet. Um, so um, I graduated from Ording High School, and Ording has a alumni association. And yeah. back in the early '80s, they started a foundation, a scholarship foundation, to fund scholarships for graduating seniors and also alumni from Ording. And the funds are managed by Edward Jones and uh, Steve Colzar um, in Ording. And so I had worked with Steve for the foundation and also for personal investments. And so, you know, I was sitting there talking with Steve and through the, through the foundation, you can set up memorial, you can set up memorial scholarships. So families do that, you know, yeah. and we tell them, you know, you put in a certain amount of money into the fund in the foundation and we'll do a scholarship in their, in their memory. And so I, I was sitting there talking with Steve and I go, man, you know, um, 
Morgan graduated from White River High School, not Ording High School. So I'd really like to set up something similar to what we have in Ording. But I know sure. I'd have to go through the whole, you know, the filing and, and with the state and everything like that just to be a, you know, a tax exempt foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all the hoops you got to jump through. Right. Like, Man, right. I really don't want to do it. And he goes, hey, you know. I have been introduced to this group, this organization, uh, Raise for Rowan. And I said, well, I hadn't heard of them. And he goes, you know, Chris Hallett, who um, uh, is Board in Tenino, Chris Hallett, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. exactly. Is, uh, you know, um, he is involved in this organization. And let me talk with him. And so him and Chris talked about what I wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. and him and Bryn and all of them just jumped on and go, Wow, that's cool. That's not what we originally set up to do, but yeah. what a great way to help families really set up something that's a legacy. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. You know, and so uh, we met for lunch, and I just, you know, fell in love with Raise for Rowan. I mean, these great people. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you could tell, you know, and and then you know, seeing uh, Rowan's story and everything like that, and just the 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 loss that Bryn you know, and her husband had, you know, it just, it just touched me. Wow. This, this is the right organization. This, this is, this fell into place. This is for a reason, you know? And and so I I really took that going, this is something we need to do. Yeah. I think it's really neat. And we've seen so many examples of that folks taking the loss that they experience and trying to, um, find meaning in it, but then also find a way to make a long-term positive impact in that person's name. And that sounds like for you, that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, and and especially being a guy, us us guys like to fix things. This is something, this is something you can't fix. You know, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's something that, you know, so I needed, you know, just for my own, you know, therapy, my own, you know, way to deal with loss. I needed to do something productive. Yeah. And I, I needed a couple different things. I wanted to be productive, but I also wanted to something that would keep Morgan's memory alive. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, this fit, it was just like, okay, this is positive. Yeah. We can set this and it's things that Morgan loved and it keeps her memory alive. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things that when you and I talked last time, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you, you said really eloquently, you talked about how you wanted to build something that outlived you and the exactly. scholarship does that for you. Exactly. You yeah. know, um, because basically, you know, it, when I, we had an agreement with, with race for Rowan, just how the funds would be distributed and everything like that. And so they named, we named certain people to be, um, the kind of the directors from, from the family standpoint. Yeah. And so I, I named one of my nephews, you know, because again, something happens to me. I want it to go on. Yeah. I want it to go, you know, I want it to something that outlives me, mm-hmm. you know, by a yeah. long shot. That's fantastic. So, That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so we have had many special guests. Not many. We've had like two. We've had. Two. <laughs> I make it many, sound like yeah, yeah. many term, multiple yeah, yeah. guests. Uh, we've had our our previous guests. We've actually had them come to the show with either a book or, in this case, we'll do a quote. So, uh, so Chuck, can you give us a quote that has helped you in the past? You know, and and like we talked before, Philip, it was not really a not really a quote. Yeah. You know. It's, it's something that, you know, when you experience this kind of loss, you really, it, it, again, it takes 
a lot of what you thought about life and questions it. It really, yeah. you, you do some real soul searching, like, you know, and, and so much of your, for parents, so much of your life revolves around, revolves around your kids. Yeah. And when that's, you know, taken away from you, you really kind of question, okay, what's my purpose? What am I doing here for? You know, yeah. and if it's not to help my kids, you know, in life. So I, I really kind of settled on this, you know, and, and it just came over me that this is really what something Morgan would want, you know, me to do is live life the best I can every day and not take it for granted. You know, wake up in the morning and not say, oh, man, it's another day. Say, hey, you know, whether it's raining outside or beautiful, I once in a while I'll say, you know, hey. This is, a, you know, what a beautiful sunrise, Morgan. Uh, just try to yeah. capture capture the time and the beauty of things of life, of this life, and really enjoy it and just say thank you. Yeah. So be thankful and enjoy this life and live it to the best you can, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then the second thing is that is, and it kind of goes with the scholarship and everything else, is help as many people along the way that you can. Yeah. You know, and it may be little things. It may be, you know, it may be just little things of being kind and outreaching, especially during this time. Right. You know, I right. mean, is really just thinking about what you can do to help people and maybe a little gesture. But, you know, you don't know how that's going to impact them. And right. so I think, you know, as long as I'm here, I'm going to try to help as many people as I can, whatever way I can. You know, and and those two things, you know, live yeah. life the best I can and help as many people along the way. That's that. It wasn't a quote. That's a great mantra. That's an excellent yeah, mantra. I yeah, love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so getting back to some of the questions, let's talk a little bit about sort of right after the event. You're you're obviously uh, art, the, a lot of the description we've gotten is that it's a fog. Those first couple months, there's you just really don't have a ton of memory associated with that time period. Uh, did you feel the same the same way for you that it was it was really a tough time at the beginning to even recall, recall now uh, yeah. what you're feeling and things? Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, you are you are numb. Mm. You know, you are in a state of shock, and that state of shock goes on for months. Mm. And you know, yeah, and you know, I remember one time, I, and luckily I had a great supervisor at that point in time, and he was very sympathetic and just kind of took everything off my plate. And I was trying to reengage as as I could because I needed to, I needed to do some things just to keep me active. Yeah, and, you know, even the smallest things of normal things that I've done for years and years, I'm sitting there going. I can't think how to do this. Just a numbing where yeah, I think it was self-protective. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I think, I think it really, it kind of, it protects you during this time, your body in, you know, it, yeah, it just, that makes sense. It, it, it just kind of numbs you to it, you know? Um, but it is, it's hard. And then you need good people around you, you know, that can take care of you. And because you can't, you honestly, in a lot of ways, you can't take care of yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so you need that support around you. And then, you know, um, it, you have to allow yourself to, I, I found that, you know, sleep, um, you go into this, this mild depression. So I, you know, I saw my doctor and said, you know, is there anything and, and you know, you should see your doctor and, mm -hmm. and, and follow their care because you are, you're going through a depression and depression can be 
terrible. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. people can't Pretty, pull themselves out of it. Right. And so you have to listen to your body. And, and so sleep was critical. Um, taking care of myself the best I could is is important during this yeah. time. Um, kind of a kind of a curveball question. Do sure. you, do you feel like you're almost a different person after yes. the accident than you were before? Totally. That's not a curveball. That's that's a <laughs> that's that's a straight strike. Yeah. You know, it is. You are not you are not the same. I mean, people can probably look at me and go, you know, Chug, you haven't changed, yeah. or you know, you say, you know, see me from high school, or whatever. Um, but I, I think you know, I know I'm not the same person. Yeah. I, I know I've changed. You can't go through this and be the same person on yeah. the other side. You just can't. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, what sort yeah, of things, little... what sort of things do you today find are different? Like we talked with, we talked with Brad last week and Brad mentioned that he has a, he has a lower tolerance for really two things. So he has a lower anxiety tolerance. He actually finds himself when he is in an anxious situation, it tends to overwhelm him a little bit more than it used to. He used to be able to process yeah. things better. Yeah. And the other thing he kind of talked about was that he has no patience for, for time wasting. He, oh. he views it like every minute that you waste is a minute that she, she, like his his kids didn't have. For you, uh, are there any things that you kind of recognize? Yeah, I'm actually the opposite of Brad because <laughs> I find that things that I would sweat before I'm gone, you know, that yeah. doesn't, doesn't, that's not matter. big. That's a little thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't even sweat that. Yeah. You know, um, so for me, it's, it's, I find that I am more patient from standpoint. I think about things that would upset me before. I'm going, man, that, in the scheme of life, that's that's small. That's yeah. why why am I even wasting mental effort on that? That is, you know, it just puts it in perspective. When you lose somebody, you know, mm -hmm. everything else seems small. Yeah, you know, yeah. really small. So that the other thing is, I am more empathetic. I mean, <laughs> I've always been. I've never been like afraid to show my emotions or cry or stuff like that. But I, I, I tell you, I'll tear up. <laughs> I tear up a lot just on and a commercial and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's because, you know, you're, for me, my emotions are so close to the surface and especially if I see loss, Yeah, you just, yeah, you, right. you immediately identify and you start, you know, and I find it. And yeah. My wife will just kind of laugh at me. She's like, well, you know, I'm sitting there yeah. and I'm tearing up. And I think I told you on the last one, you know, a song will come on, I'll tear up, yeah. you know, a movie, different things like that. So I find my emotions, especially sadness or empathy for someone's loss yeah. is is right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and I mean that's what's also so interesting about it is the idea of like you ch like different people change in different ways. I think that's yes. really interesting too. Yeah. So right. um, talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about pressure because I think yeah. that sometimes, especially in this society, we are still dealing with, um, you know, what is it to be a guy and, and like right. and, and like right. how you're supposed to process things. And in our first. Um, in our first podcast about grief and fathered, we literally went through the biological differences between boys and girls and then how they develop yeah. into men and women. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel either internally or externally like you needed to put on, say, a brave face or, you know, uh, act like the rock of the family or anything like that? No. I mean, you know, uh, again, I've not been... Uh, 
I, mean, I was raised with, you know, a mother and three sisters. So oh, I was, yeah. I was, <laughs> so, but I, but I played Emotions sports abound. And, exactly. I played sports and stuff like that. So I hung yeah. around a lot of guys and had a lot of great male figures. But it, it wasn't – I've never really felt that, you know – I guess there's there's times where I wouldn't want to show my true emotions, but I never felt pressure that because quite honestly, even if I, you know, said, okay, I'm not going to show emotions. I don't care. Sometimes they just during they just come. Yeah. And whether you're ready for the wave or not, the wave is coming. Yeah. And you can sit there and try to, you know, muscle through it or whatever way and you're not going to do it. Right. You know, I think I told you last time that. I've been on a packed plane and listening to, you know, a song that reminds me of Morgan right. and I'm just, I am tearing up, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, yeah. you know, hopefully nobody's watching, but I'm wiping my eyes and everything mm-hmm. like that and pulled together, Chuck. I, I think you control some of the triggers that, you know, whether it's music or pictures or whatever, you can kind of control those, but you know, guess what? When that wave comes, you just need to ride it. Yeah. You need to ride it out because if not, you know, so I've never felt anyone say, hey, tough it up, you know, yeah. um, you know, and, and when, I, when we lost Morgan, some of the toughest guys that, you know, I know came and gave me a hug and were balling because, yeah. again, they have daughters or have kids and they, you know, they empathize. And so I, it really cuts to the core. You don't, I don't care how tough you think you are. Yeah. Um, you're not that tough that you can't, that, you know, you can't, you, yeah. you, know, you get to get this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the Morgan Cope scholarship because I think that is one of the neatest things when I first started working uh, for race for Rowan that we did. And yeah. for, for folks out there, uh, if you're interested in doing something like that and making something meaningful like that, we, we are open to doing it because of the success specifically of the Morgan Cope scholarship. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about what it is? Yeah, you bet. Well, Morgan uh, loved music. I mean, she, from the time she was a little girl, sang. She always was very involved in musicals, whether at church or at school or different things like sang in the choir at, at you know, in church or yeah. at school. And then, so I really wanted to, in honoring Morgan's memories, do some, you know, is really have something that she loved. And yeah. music was it. Music was natural. So there was a couple organizations that were very, very crucial in Morgan's musical development, really had an impact on Morgan's life. Uh, one was the Tacoma Youth Chorus. Mm-hmm. And Tacoma Youth Chorus is a, a great organization. Um, and they take kids from like early grade school on up to high school and and really train them, you know, the, the director is incredible. Um, you know, they just, they, they develop these kids and their musical abilities. And I saw Morgan over the time she, she, you know, was at TYC just really developed. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, she got to go to, to Europe wow. and, and sing in the cathedrals in England and France. Yeah. And so there's, you know, I have pictures and videos that she took while there and they like the Eiffel Tower yeah, and all yeah. this other stuff. And just really, but it made an impact in her life. I mean, from a musical standpoint and also just, you know, yeah, impact in general. Yeah. So wanted to do something, um, a scholarship that would uh, benefit the T- uh, Tacoma Youth Course. The other one was Morgan was in the music program over at uh, WSU. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, when I went over for dad's weekend, her freshman year and, and sophomore year, you know, we got to see different uh, programs that the musical um, department was putting on and she got to be in the, they had a play in the Adams family, a musical, the Adams family. Yeah. So she got to, she got to play in that. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know, it the music program at WC really challenged her because and she'd always, you know, text me or call me and say, hey, Dad, you know, I'm doing this. And they make her sing, you know, a song in front of the professors for grades and yeah. different things. And, you know, it was very tough for her, but she loved it. She just loved it. And the professors loved her, you know. And it was just a – I said, okay, those are the two things I really believe that we need to have some scholarships around that would honor Morgan. And so – um, that's what we did. We basically uh, contacted both organizations, um, you know, worked with the faculty over at WSU, worked with the, um, the uh, leadership at TYC and said, hey, this is what we want to do. And they both said, great, fine. Looks, yeah. looks great. This is great. And so they have made it very easy to do. Um, so every October, uh, September, October timeframe, um, Race for Rowan says, okay, um, you know, we're ready to disperse the scholarships and, and we need the names mm -hmm. and that's, that's how it works. And yeah. so, uh, I get them the names, they send the checks and then we go make the presentations to at uh, WSU and usually tried to do the WSU one at one of their co uh, concerts. Yeah. And the two recipients at, um, at WSU both had sang with Morgan. So that's it, was, awesome. it was really, Oh yeah. It, it was just, it was so, you know, it just worked out so great there. And then, you know, and then going to um, TYC, I talk about Morgan and the staff talks about Morgan just, you know, and it, it just, it just, it's a real great time to honor her and keep her memory alive. Yeah. What an awesome way of, of keeping, keeping her going. It's really yeah. cool. By oh, supporting oh, people. That's yeah. so cool. No. So cool. Yeah, you bet. So, um, how does it, how does it, how does it work? Can you walk us through yeah. the process a yeah. little bit? And yeah. um, and how folks can actually apply for the scholarship and, and potentially get rewarded. Yeah. So basically, um, the the the, the um, WSU one. Basically, I let the faculty choose on the students there. Mm. And so and so I just say, hey, you know, you you select the kid, and based on whatever credential, you know, and and the two recipients that we've we. we done so far there was a need they had they had financial sure. need for yeah. it um so did that and then the other one tacoma youth chorus um i i give it to tacoma youth chorus and then they have people that apply for scholarships through them so mm. those fund a scholarship that's mm -hmm. how it's worked so every year um every october uh race for one um says okay it's time to do it and yep. so they ask for the names i facilitate getting the names um, to those and that's how we how we do it that's brilliant that's fantastic yeah. what a, yeah, what a I mean, cool it is and it's really simple and it's great and you know it's just it, it's it's it just fell into place and it's worked so yeah. well yeah so to uh to kind of close a little bit you bet we've talked a little bit about what you know what you what helped you through it can you make yeah. some recommendations to maybe those fathers out there especially the fathers who are going through this fresh some yeah. recommendations you would make to fathers out there who are going through the same sort of thing you, you did. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, number one recommendation is don't, don't try to bottle it in. Don't try to ignore it. You know, I think 
you have to listen to your body. You have to listen to yourself. I, you know, you, you do go through your, your, you go through a depression, honestly, mm, yeah. you know, and I encourage them to see their doctor, you know, make sure they're healthy and, and they can help in a lot of ways, but it's mm. also listen to your body and get the rest and everything you need. But don't ball it up if you're, you know, there's going to be those times that you just got to let it out. You yeah. got to lean into it. Yeah. You, know, you got to really lean into it um, because different things will trigger you. And so it's not just to say, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't think it's healthy, um, it, you know, so uh, that and then find a support, you know, your support people that you can rely on, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a rough day, you know, there's two that and I always tell people, you know, the two toughest days I have in a year is the day I lost Morgan and her birthday. Mm. So, you know that. And so everyone in my life knows, you know, those yeah. are going to be rough days, yeah. you know? And so if you have people around you that know when you're having a rough day and things that can help to, you know, pick you up or support you during that, I, I think it's critical. Yeah. You can't, you can't be a hero. You can't be a lone ranger and try to do it on your own. You just, it's, it doesn't work, you know? Um, so I, that's my recommendation. That's a good recommendation. That's really yeah. good. I think that there's a lot of, uh, men out there who feel the pressure to, to be the caretaker when they yeah. don't take, when they end up ignoring their own feelings. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, and I have some close men friends and, you know, I can be honest with them and, you know, I honestly, um, some of the biggest, toughest guys I knew that had daughters mm-hmm. were, you know, first time I saw them after Morgan passed was just bawling their eyes yeah. out. Because again, that relationship between a father and a daughter is really special. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the toughest guys ever, when they, when you realize that relationship and everything lost, it's, they could be like, wow, I just can't imagine. So I think people really empathize with you. So putting on a brave face or some kind of facade that you're not hurting just doesn't doesn't work yeah. you know yeah so yeah. excellent advice uh, chuck thank you so much for taking the time here at this hey, welcome, uh, quarantine yeah. edition of the uh <laughs> exactly everything's remote everything's yeah right remote. yeah <laughs> thanks a lot chuck really appreciate it hey you're welcome Philip. all right well that was chuck cope chuck thank you so much for coming on the podcast what an amazing amount of energy that comes from from Chuck and 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 how he's able to use the adversity of losing his only daughter to do something in her name it's truly inspirational and so for those of you out there who are wondering how to memorialize uh, your 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 children who pass away maybe those are high school or, or college age a scholarship fund is an amazing way to do that and actually raise for Owen is interested in in hosting those so if you want to do something like that please reach out to us. We would be glad to help you facilitate that. Next week, we will have Pastor Jim Ford, our very first repeat guest. We are super pumped to have Pastor Jim back on. He is amazing. Now, just to let you know, it will not be in person. It will be like today. It will be a remote conversation. So we apologize in advance if the audio isn't as cool as it usually is. But these are the times we live in right now, folks. Just make sure that you continue to, to stay indoors, heed the, heed the recommendations from uh, the federal and state and local governments, keep yourself safe, stay by your loved ones, give them a hug, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.